welcome to the BB podcast. My name's Georgia and as always, I am your host. This podcast is brought to you by Balanced Ballerinas Academy, my in-person adult ballet classes and online courses. And of course, I always like to say that if you're interested in joining the BB community in person or online, you can book a discovery call via balanceballerinas.com slash contact. I'll also pop it in the links below in the show notes to see if you're a good fit for my classes or courses. I'm actually taking discovery calls still during the Christmas and January New Year period. So feel free to book in and um, I'd love to have a chat and welcome you to our world of ballet here at Balance Ballerinas. Um, now, so for those that are new around here and we have so many beautiful new members in the BB community, I am a qualified ballet teacher and studio owner. My studio is based on the Gold Coast in Australia and I have been teaching adults and students for over a decade now. Now, Today, before we get into today's interview with one of my beautiful 12-week adult ballet course graduates, Jennifer, I thought we could actually just have a catch-up. I feel like a lot has happened in the past two weeks, so let me fill you in. My studio, GC Dance, had their annual big end-of-year concert. Um, It was probably our biggest and best yet, and I didn't realise how much our students' numbers had increased until we were trying to actually delegate dressing rooms. It's funny, I don't really focus anymore on the number of students we have, more on the quality of those students and really just how satisfied they are. This is something that I've really learned over time that it's not the quantity, but it's the quality of clients and students. It's just far better to have 150 happy students than 500 semi-satisfied ones, in my opinion. But in saying that, You know, my studio is well over 200 students apparently now, and that's just the school age students, not even the adults, which is wild. So anyway, the concert ran really smoothly and I'm just so in love with our current team of teachers and they just make my life so much easier. I feel like we've just found the best balance of humans. I feel like in the early days, I had to have my mittens like all over everything. And these days, I just feel like I can step back just a little and let everyone sort of, you know, every piece of the puzzle do their thing. And I'm definitely still a bit of a control freak. And honestly, I don't think there's many business owners out there who aren't. But I'm definitely learning to let others lead. And I think this is what, is this what we call personal growth? (laughs) Anyway, straight after the concert, um, I went on my honeymoon. And yes, I know it's a bit late. I got married back in April. Um, But we decided that it would be easier to have a week off after the end of year concert. So we planned our Hamilton Island honeymoon for then. And I know we have so many international listeners. So if you haven't heard of Hamilton Island, I'd never been before myself. Just Google Hamilton Island and it's even better than the pictures. Highly recommend. We stayed in an absolutely incredible resort called Qualia, which has been on my bucket list of places to stay for a very long time. It's the kind of place you go for something special like a honeymoon where you're probably never going to go back again. However, 
It's actually where the Australian Ballet host Pardeur in Paradise. Now, if you haven't heard of that before, it's a weekend of good food and wine and conversations with the artistic director. And it has performances on a stage that is set against the backdrop of the ocean. It looks like an absolute dream. I have shared pictures on my Instagram before of Pardodome in Paradise. I personally have never been, but it's actually my goal to take mum one day to the Pardodome in Paradise event as, I guess, like a little business partner trip to say thanks for all her hard work over the years. Anyway, one day, one day we'll be there. Now, there was no ballet going on when we went last week, but there was definitely lots of relaxing and I even managed to read a book of fiction. Now, I read Australian author Sally Hepworth's The Younger Wife, which is actually hilarious to read on my honeymoon considering I'm actually older than my husband, Um, but it was probably the first fictional book I read in I was trying to think, like, honestly, years. I've been so caught up on reading self-development and, you know, in quotation marks, useful books that the thought of reading fiction really seemed like a waste of time or kind of silly. But I realized a good book of fiction is anything but a waste of time. It just really helped me you know, turn my mind off and get into holiday mode and just get lost by the pool for hours in a fictional world. I highly recommend if you're trapped in the self-development cycle like me. I mean, our self-development books definitely serve a purpose and are so important, but my new new year goal is to throw in a book of fiction every now and then. Anyway, what else is there? Um, I do have a bit of a dance studio update. So, You may remember I alluded to an issue with our new studio build in a previous pod episode. I couldn't say much at the time because it was kind of a delicate issue and conversation and lots of very stressful negotiations between myself, our builders, one rogue vinyl installer and Harlequin. So as you know, I personally pride myself on a beautiful safe floor for our dancers and the process of installing a Harlequin dance floor is a three to four step process. There's actually, you would be surprised, so many studios that simply roll vinyl, which is um, sometimes, uh, depending on what brand you buy, called Tuckett, um, which goes, and there's a very loud motorbike in my street. I'm recording from home today. Anyway. So the vinyl is sometimes rolled just straight out onto concrete, which is, in my opinion, um, appalling. But anyway, if you're doing it properly, it is a three to four step process minimum. And on the final step, the final step is the vinyl installation. So the beautiful, sometimes if you're in the US, it's called like Mali, um, that goes over the top. And what happens is sometimes you can actually get Um, a company like Harlequin to do all of the steps. Um, However, they are based in Sydney and there's only a small team. So it's actually hard to get them to do the whole process. So usually what happens is your builders will do the um, leveling and the subfloor and install the Harlequin 
it depends which one you choose. We went with Flexity, um, which is the, the springy part of the floor. And then what they will do is recommend vinyl installers. Now, we had this particular gentleman come and install our vinyl. And the day that he did it was the day that I was flying home from Paris and my mum was flying to Sydney for a wedding. It was the only day that one of us was not on site. And a vinyl installer should actually take, depending on the size of the space, we had two studios that needed doing, it should take multiple days, like two to three days, lots of preparation and no actual vinyl installing until the final day when the floor is completely prepped and what they call feathered. I'm learning so much about all this stuff, guys. (laughs) I may as well be a builder at this stage. And the feathering ensures that you can't see the joins underneath um, the vinyl, so that you can't see the joins of the sprung floor underneath. Now, this particular vinyl installer, he just rolled the vinyl out and glued it down. Did absolutely no prep work. Now, some of my students, I didn't mention this to anybody when we opened because there was a huge possibility that we would have been stuck with this floor and it kept me up at night. It was the most exhausting negotiating I've ever done in my life. Um, And anyway, so I just kept quiet and I'm sure that some of my students noticed that the floor was, I don't know, a bit, bit rough in some places. Um, But a lot of people actually wouldn't have noticed because unless you point it out or unless you know what you're looking for, um, you just wouldn't notice. So anyway, it made me feel like the job and the build was so unfinished. And you guys know me so well. I don't do things in halves. I don't do things sub-quality. I do it to the best that I can possibly afford. And it just weighed on me for the past 12 weeks and anyway we came to the conclusion and I have to say Harlequin have been incredible I actually want to get them on the podcast to just talk about dance floors in general because you guys find that really fascinating but also to thank them and really to um yeah just thank them for fixing the mistake of this one rogue vinyl installer because basically what happens is when you put vinyl down once you rip it up, you can't reuse it. Um, it's, it's dead. It goes in the bin. So during the week that I was um, away on my honeymoon, um, my mum sat at the studio and watched the Harlequin team who flew up from Sydney rip up about thirty-five dollars to $40,000 worth of vinyl and chuck it in the skip, which is the most gross waste of of material that I've ever seen in my life just due to this one man's incompetence and Harlequin relayed our vinyl and I can tell you right now it is perfect it is absolute perfection I was there on the Monday when I um, before I left on my honeymoon to watch them rip it up and begin the prep work and the prep work that they did was just out of this world and spot on and just the attention to detail. I cannot recommend Harlequin enough. I can't recommend their product, their team, their service. Honestly, just absolutely blown away by them um, and their willingness to fix this problem. 
and really work with me and our floor is perfect. It makes me so happy. For the first time, um, we held our um, Balanced Ballerines Adult Ballet Retreat at the studio and before everyone arrived, I sat on the floor. So I'd, I'd only been back from my honeymoon a couple of days and I sat on our brand new floor and I just finally felt like it was finished. I felt at home. I felt content. I felt happy. I took a little video. I'll pop it up on my Instagram. Um, and I just felt at peace. So that is a good piece of news. Very very delicate piece of news that I wasn't able to share till now but I wanted to share with you because I think it's really important I know that a lot of studio owners listen to this and I know that um, I always get asked about questions in business and running a dance studio and how to cope with stress and whatnot and sometimes you don't cope sometimes it's incredibly stressful and I am a big believer in not dumping that stress on your clients and students and so that's why I didn't tell my students or clients our teaching staff knew um, and we were all just praying that it got fixed and thankfully it did. So that is good news and I think I've got you all up to date now. So we are going to jump into my interview with the lovely Jennifer. We spoke about what her ballet journey has looked like to date. We spoke about what sparked her recommencement of adult ballet classes, what inspired her to do my 12-week adult ballet course and what her biggest takeaways were. And Jennifer really infuses ballet into her everyday life. And I love that, um, as you'll hear, she has a non-negotiable with her in-person ballet class with me every week. And this is a lovely interview because we actually, you know, did it in person and um, I always love that. So anyway, I am sure you're going to enjoy this beautiful conversation. I know you guys love hearing from adult ballerinas in the community and um, it's almost Christmas. I'll talk to you before then though. Have a great day. Bye. Welcome to the podcast, Jennifer. Thank you. Thanks so much for doing this for me. Not a worry. Um, we were talking before I hit record that um, a previous episode of one of my 12-week course participants being interviewed, um, she's from Ireland. And so it's really nice to have the contrast of you being in person and one of my in-person students as well as my online academy students. So thanks for agreeing to do this. Not a worry. Um, I want to get stuck straight into it. What has your ballet journey looked like to date? to date. Right, well I started dancing when I was five. Um, I tried to do sport, oh, my mum tried to put me in sport and so I just was no good at it. So <laughs> she decided to try me at ballet. Um, she had done ballet when she was little and decided it was something that I could possibly be good at. Mm -hmm. um, so I started as a little pre-primary um, and went all the way through um, up until pre-elementary. I finished my pre-elementary exam. What um, syllabus were you learning? Uh, Royal Academy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in Sydney. So I grew up in Sydney. Um, and yeah, I went all the way through I, I, the entire journey from start to when I got to a point, unfortunately, that I couldn't do it anymore um, due to some issues with my hips. Mm. Um, and there was a massive change in my body type, all that sort of jazz. Um, so, look, it was a really difficult decision um, at 17 whether to keep going because I had always thought I would be a dancer yeah. uh, and then, you know, get down the road of teaching and all that sort of stuff. It just unfortunately didn't work out. So, yeah, that's been it to the point 
of the next part of my journey. <laughs> I feel like everyone, most adults have two chapters. Yeah. If they danced as a child, it's like chapter one. Yeah. Okay, so when did chapter two start? Well, chapter two started actually earlier this year. Um, so having been um, a single mum for a long time, um, my son is now an adult. So, you know, it was time to start refocusing on myself. Um, work's busy, uh, life's busy, but there was just, it got to a point where I needed to start thinking about me. Um, my osteo brother said I needed to get some movement happening. Nice. Um, and I've never really enjoyed the gym. Um, I've never been a runner or anything like that. Um, and I had always thought I'd get back to ballet. I had always wanted to. So yeah, in February this year, I gave you a call and asked if you did <laughs> adult ballet classes and luckily you did. Um, and yeah, that's where the journey sort of restarted. Isn't that funny? I feel like you've been here longer than a year. I know. Like I really do. Yeah. Like I, it didn't click until then that, yeah, it's only been really it's only a been year. This year. Yeah. yeah. But you've been probably cause you've been so consistent. Like, yeah. Um, I guess I'm lucky in that, um, Working full time, it is difficult. Mm. Um, so trying to get to class was always probably one of the things that I went, oh, I can't do it. Because a lot of the adult ballet classes are through the day. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> your, your nighttime class is too late for me. <laughs> I'm ready to go to bed at half past seven, not start dancing. <laughs> yeah. So um, I actually went to my boss at work and- I remember um, this. Yeah, I actually went to my boss at work and said, look, um, is there any chance, um, you know, I work hard. I work yeah, you a, do. Lot, a lot of hours and um, he said, yeah, you need to do it. So um, with the support of work. What um, a great boss. Yeah, I know. With the support so of work, I'm allowed to come yeah. once, a, once a week through the week, which has been fantastic. I remember so. you coming in so excited. You were like, oh I my don't... gosh, my boss has given me permission <laughs> to come, leave work, come to ballet in the middle of the day and then go back yeah, to work. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you do for work? Um, I work as an accounts administrator on the Gold Coast. Um, I do a little bit of everything. So I do accounts, I do payroll, I do HR, I do legal. <laughs> I have a varied background and it's all sort of accumulated into this one role at the moment. So nice. Yeah. And um, so besides like the me time, mm -hmm. what did spark your interest in sort of recommencing ballet as an adult? Had you been thinking about it for a while or did it sort of just happen and then you started no, I, I had been thinking about it for a while mm. um, and it was actually I think with the workload um, and then with COVID um, luckily with my job I could work from home so I didn't lose my job I didn't mm. I got to work I actually worked more than what I would have I think I feel like most people either completely stopped, stopped or worked way more yeah 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 so my hours probably increased um and the beauty of working at home which I'm still allowed to do um you know part-time um is that um it became more effective mm. um the issue that started to develop was that that was becoming my life yeah. so because I was starting at six o'clock in the morning and finishing at six o'clock at night whereas when you're driving to and from work you've got, at that, least down you've got that down time um, so that was probably another instigator of it was time to start doing something for myself so mm. and so that was I remember our first initial conversation before you were sort of going to join the online academy mm. and it was more inspired in my opinion on that lifestyle and having to mm. sort of wanting to carve out time throughout the day to infuse as I like to call it infusing ballet into your life so so what inspired you to sort of take that leap <laughs> oh, was there an inspirational moment um, 
Look, the, it was probably a culmination of things. So um, the lifestyle, the work, trying to get some sort of work-life balance mm. was a big thing. Um, I had always... Look, dance has been a part of my life even when I wasn't dancing. So mm. it's a very much a connection between my mother and I as well. We go to the ballet a lot. We go to musicals a lot. You know, so I've always had it in my life. And did your mum dance as a child? She did, yeah. but she didn't get as far as I did. Um, she ended up, um, I guess, I think she, she had older parents, so I think she sort of branched out into other areas um, yeah. and dancing didn't become so important to her. Um, so I think she loved the fact that, you know, one, I was good at it, yeah. and two, I enjoyed it. Um, you and know, it was a bonding. It was, and exercise. it still is. It still is today. Like even taking mum to the recent, you know, hotter going yeah. to the, and it was very modern. So mum and I were like, "Wow, okay, <laughs> this is the new era coming through." Um, but look, I guess there was probably not one moment where I went, "Okay, this is what I'm going to do." It's. I think it's been building for a while, and it was actually a discussion with my mum, mm -hmm. and then a discussion with my partner. Um, to see whether or not it was something, you know, and he just said, go for it. He said, mm. if it's something you want to be doing, then it's time to start focusing on me. Mm. So that's what I decided to do. That's so nice that you have, mm. like, um, it sounds like a really beautiful, supportive network around you because mm. sometimes, sadly, I do find people that start adult ballet don't have that. Yeah. And it's sort of like, you know, an uncle at a barbecue will go, well, that's silly. Why are you yeah. doing ballet, you know? Yeah. Um, so it makes me really happy when I hear that people have a supportive network around them that are yeah. encouraging them. Yeah, and it, I mean, I guess I'm lucky in that I do have that at home and at work. Um, yeah. like, after class, like like you said, I, I go to work in the morning, I come here and then I go to class, I go back to work, sorry. And um, uh, my boss always mentions to me how lifted I look when I walk in. That's so nice. So That makes yeah. me so happy. That's <laughs> so why I take my job so seriously though, because yeah. I do understand that it's not just a ballet class. Yeah. That, and not if for you, a lot of people, mm, yeah. And so you're a perfect example. I mean, even though you've done the 12 week course, mm. for you, it was very much for a long time, just the once a week. Yep. And it's sort of like, people always think you have to do more than once a week. And I'm actually a big advocate for, I would rather you, as you know, come mm. do one class regularly all year, yeah. then show up and do five classes in a week and then show up two months later and do five yeah. classes in a week. Because it sort of anchors your week. And for you, it's like every Wednesday I go to ballet, yep. I, that's my sort of moment it anchors me and I feel like Wednesday it's like hump day so yeah. it's kind of a good day yeah. for you and yeah. then you sort of start that cycle again of the week and then it anchors you again yeah so very much so yeah no it's good so. it's good because you don't have to do a thousand classes no you don't mm. um and I guess we'll probably get into that you're probably going to ask me that very soon as to why I signed up for the 12 week online but it was very much for me the fact that I was only able to commit to one you know, through the week. Yeah. Um, and then the beauty of the 12-week course was one, I already knew your teaching method, which I get so much out of. Yeah. Um, and then two, being able to do it when I had the time. So, you know, knowing that on the weekends mm. when I've got the extra time I can do it, knowing that I'm up early most mornings, doing a class, doing a body conditioning, whatever it is, yeah. I can do it before I go to work and you know get through the way so I'm doing it definitely more than the once um, but the beauty of the in class is that that social connection yeah. and watching some of the other ladies 
grow along with me. Um, and then hearing their stories has always been a fabulous thing. Over the last year, getting to know some of the ladies that come to class, mm. um, one has been inspirational in itself when I hear some of the stories, um, but just the social aspect, seeing the ladies get yeah. together and have a chat, it's really lovely. And that's like one of the beauties of, you know, such positives in both online um, and offline spaces mm. because I find in the ballet world sometimes, and I've, I've noticed especially since launching an online course, which I've never done before until this year, yeah. that people come out of the woodworks and go, oh, well, you know, um, in person is far better or online yeah. is far better. Yeah. Or I actually don't think um, uh, either is better than the other. No. I think it depends on each individual person. like And what they get out of it. Yeah, and yeah. what they need. Um, yeah. I personally love a blend of the two, yeah. like what you're doing. Yeah. But then in saying that, um, the episode, by the time this comes out, it mm. would have already dropped my episode with Marguerite from Ireland. Yeah. She does it exclusively from home because she's going through cancer treatment. So oh. she can't have that social aspect so right. she has to be in a bit of a bubble yeah. um health-wise so and i think sometimes people forget that everyone's yeah. in a different circumstance Absolutely. and that shouldn't stop them from being able to enjoy a ballet practice mm. so yeah i mean personally if there's absolutely nothing wrong with someone health-wise or they're um in a location that has in-person classes because mm. that's what some people if you're in rural queensland there's no adult ballet that's out there right. um you know so if you're not in those situations a blend of both fabulous um but that's not available to everyone so but yeah so what were the biggest takeaways for you doing the 12-week course um look there were a couple um for me um technique so um you've got beautiful technique (laughs) i love watching you in class (laughs) thank you um but for me it was um you, you you put so much time and effort into teaching the technique through each of the classes, whether it be the, the ballet class or the body and conditioning. Um, there was never a time where I looked at you and went, Georgia, what are you doing? I just don't get it. <laughs> that makes um, me happy. <laughs> yeah, um, because you talked through it, but being able to see um, close up, um, like in class, it's a little difficult. Sometimes you can't see your feet. That's you know, very that true. Mm. Um, so being able to see your feet, because I'm very much a visual person. Yeah. Um, so, um, for me, the biggest thing was getting the technique from yeah. you, the detail that you put into each class was fabulous. I, I got so much out of that. Um, and I think it has helped me in class. Um, mm. Because I enjoy your teaching technique, yeah. um, seeing uh, the effort and the support that you give to your class, um, it, it is uplifting in itself. Um, so it does help You know, somebody that, um, I guess, struggled with body type and struggled with mm. you know that sort of stuff struggled struggled with anxiety like although I was a I was told I was a very good dancer I struggled when it came to performing mm. and and to this point I don't think I could ever get up in front of anybody and dance you don't um, need to oh no I don't need to that's exactly right um but I did struggle with that aspect of it and I was speaking to my mum not that long ago and I asked her the question you know and she said, well, you would never know looking at you that you were struggling. I agree with your mum. <laughs> totally agree. Uh, which was nice. And I wish I had brought it up when I was younger because it might have helped, you know, through the stressful part back then. Um, but so that was a lot of the main. And the other thing was, yeah, the flexibility of being able to do it when I could, when I wanted to. 
Um, as you know, I've had issues with hips and back. Mm. I've had for a long time um, and still to this day. Um, so knowing that I have those classes that I can go to and do it at my own pace, getting, yeah. getting um, I guess, the okay that you don't have to be the prima ballerina. Yeah. You can just do it at your own pace where your body's telling you to go. Um, that has helped me a lot so mm. yeah. and a big thing that as you know I remind everyone like dance in the body that you have today mm. not yeah. what you were as a 16 year old because yeah. and that's a big thing I have taken yeah. out of this um I still try to do the best I can in class um, you definitely do <laughs> I am uh, I um I guess I'm but as you've mentioned earlier being rather organized I'm also wanting to be the best that I can be. Yeah. Um, so, but knowing now that there is a limit <laughs> and not pushing myself past that limit because yeah. that just leads to injury and stuff. So I don't want to go down that road. Yeah. Um, but knowing it's okay to do what I can currently do. Yeah. It's is, that balance it between, is. and I do find sometimes, sometimes students go a little bit too far in that striving for, yeah. I need to be perfect. Yeah. Get rid of perfect. Yeah. You need to definitely try your best but also still be joyous about what you're doing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. just relax. And that and has like, come along this year. So good. Yeah. I can see. I've seen that yeah. transformation. Oh, good. I have. Yeah. And I mean, as your ballet teacher, yeah. I don't know where this self-doubt comes from because <laughs> I think you look stunning in class. So <laughs> often I look at you and I'm like, I don't have anything to fix it. It's fabulous. Oh, so It doesn't feel that way when I'm doing it, especially in the centre. Put me on the bar. Love the technique. Everyone loves the bar. The, put yeah. me in the middle and I feel like I'm... Yeah. Isn't it funny? Can a I ask? A football player on a field <laughs> trying to do... Oh, just... Yeah. When, when you were a child doing ballet, mm. did you prefer centre work? Uh, yes, I did. Isn't it weird? Yeah, It's the I same did. across the board. Thinking about it now. Adults love the bar. Yeah. Children love centre. Mm. And then something switches. I wonder what it is in our brain. Mm. Whether it's the maturity to understand that bar work is so beneficial, maybe has to come later i'm not i'm not sure but i I find that across uh, the board personally bar means technique there is a certain way that you have to do stuff and i guess that's maybe the type of person that i am whereas the middle is definitely free flow it's you know um which don't get me wrong i do love and i'm starting to enjoy i just got to remember to breathe every Mm. time you look at me and say breathe i go okay (laughs) oh anyone who's been in my classes knows that that's do i do it enough in the 12-week course i'm trying to think do i remind everyone to breathe oh i don't remember (sighs) it's been a while since i finished yeah i'm gonna have to go through some videos because the more i think about it do i remind everyone to breathe enough i hope i do Yeah, but usually it's because you're trying to remind yourself because yeah. you're talking the whole time. Yeah. So being yeah. able to take a breath, it's like that's probably when you told us the most was yeah, take when a breath. When I needed Georgia. it. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, I wanted to know how you, because a big part of the 12-week course is, is teaching my students how to infuse ballet into their life. Mm-hmm. What does, like, feel free to get into details. How does your life look with ballet interjected into it? Besides um, your Wednesday class. Besides my, well, your peace and players checklist is in the middle of my refrigerator. So I do see it. Love it. Every time. It's on my fridge too. I know. I use it. I know. And my partner sees it every day. And he says to me, have you done this? Have you done this? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing it. Um, and then um, I've got my mum to start doing calf rises. I so Good. Uh, she's in her early 70s. So she's um, actually seen benefit from doing that now so every simple. day. Um, still trying to drag her along to class um, 
but the travel, I guess, is probably a yeah. bit too far for her. Um, but every day, look, I work 10, 12 hours a day mm. um, and I sit yeah. for most of that. Um, now, I've always been aware that I'm supposed to move, I'm supposed to. But, but it's hard. It is hard. But I think with the movement of the ballet, mm. um, whether it be the in class or the at home, I find myself not just needing to, but wanting to move my body more. So I find I've even got a stand-up desk at home and work mm. now, um, and then moving away from my desk on a more regular basis, I have mm. found that that has helped. Um, it's just being aware, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It really is. I mean, somebody can tell you, you know, and yeah. there's the apps stand up every 20 minutes and all the rest of it, but I think it's more of a, a mental hurdle that you need to get yeah. through. Um, so being able to do that, I think, has definitely helped. Um, the other is being a lot more confident in myself and my body. Um, I have battled with my weight most of my life, you know, um, even as a dancer, as a young child, um, I t tended to be a little bit bigger than the other girls, um, but I had beautiful feet, I had the, the joy and the love of it, so I tended to just... You do have lovely feet. <laughs> I tended to just, you know... Um, like you said, like with the kids, you just go with it. It was, yeah. it was fun. It was great. It was expression of whatever was going on in your little world. And that's what it was. And I found I've been able to bring that back into my life now mm. um, to the point where, as I mentioned, I walk into work after my class and I look uplifted, you know, mm. and I find myself, you know, so, and I get to a point now where I don't care what anybody else thinks. Really? Um, I think, <laughs> and I've, I've said this before, that I think this year something's clicked. I don't know. Tell me, is it age? Like where I just have gone. I don't really care what anyone else thinks. Yeah, well, it's it because I've close I've been to fifty yeah. now. You know, um, don't look a day over thirty-five. Thank you. <laughs> Feel it, um, but you know, life does change. Um, yeah. Your body does change, and then there's the whole menopause thing, which is fabulous. Can I just say? Um, battling with that as well, um, I find I'm able to deal with that a lot better. Mm. You know, um, my, I have an older sister. Um, she's three years older than I am, um, and she's she asked me. She says, "Why do you look so good? We're both fighting this same battle here at Aww. the moment. Why do?" You? And I told her that's what it is, and she has seen an improvement as well. Um, so I'm trying to get her to do more, um, just because I know the benefits that I'm getting from it. So, and that is a day-to-day -day thing now. That's not just something that I do on a Wednesday when I come to class. It is definitely something I've incorporated on a daily basis. Yeah. I love that. Mm. Oh, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Before we're actually, because it is Wednesday, it we're is about Wednesday. to go and do class. <laughs> so yep. I better let you go so you can warm up for class Thank and I can you. get prepared and say hello to everybody. Absolutely. Um, I was, my last question was like some, you know, what's something challenging that ballet has helped you overcome? But I feel like you've very much answered that. Um, yeah. And it makes me so proud. As your ballet teacher thank so you. <laughs> thank you so much for doing this for me and um yes i am i'm very proud it's been beautiful to watch thank you and thank you for everything that you've done <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs>